Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not listening to this podcast, be sure to check out one of our others, like this one, The Grave Talks. Every week, I talk with individuals who've been affected quite intimately and personally by the supernatural. We hear their stories one-on-one in our conversations. In fact, here's a 15-minute preview of one of this week's two new episodes of The Grave Talks. And if you like it, just search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Today on The Grave Talks, what's on the other side? A conversation with June Lundgren. June Lundgren is a psychic medium, demon seer, healer, animal communicator, and author. She was brought up by her grandmother on her mother's side. From a very young age, she learned to talk to the dead. For over 40 years, she's been assisting others in dealing with paranormal issues. Today's topics on the Grave Talks will include telepathic animal interaction, demonic possession, past life recall, and life beyond death. Um, I would have to say childhood, because ever since I can remember... My grandmother raised me, my maternal grandmother. And ever since I can remember, I've been able to see spirits. I've been able to communicate with them, been able to communicate with animals. Um, It just, it was natural to me. I thought everybody could do it. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that that was unusual. Sure. It was kind of um, interesting because around four and a half years old, maybe closer to five, I would before that I would see demons in the way everybody else did, you know, there'd be a black mass or a shadow figure or, you know, a smoke or whatever. And when that occurred, I was able to see demons in their true form and it scared me at first. But Michael the Archangel has been with me since birth. My grandmother said he was he was there, you know, when my mother actually just kind of dumped me off on my grandmother and grandfather. So he was there ever since then. And she would see him because she was a medium as well and psyche. And uh, he, he said, don't worry about it. I'll protect you. They won't be able to see you. I want you to observe them. I want you to learn how they work and what they do. When you're a kid, you know, like, oh, it's a game. All right. I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've been doing that forever. And when I was a teenager, people would come to me and ask me questions and want my help and things like that. And I would help, you know, the best I could. And then I left for the military when I was 17. Mm -hmm. And they frown upon anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In the military, especially being the army wasn't so bad. Yeah. I spent two years in the army and you know, you kind of more or less stick to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then, and that's where I got my nurses training. And then I switched from army to air force because the army had, you know, I had, couldn't go any farther. And so I went to the air force and I got stuck at a sack base. Oh Lord. Strategic air command. Not so good. They're always in your, business 24 seven. Okay. So I always had to make sure I didn't mention anything about it. Cause my godfather, who was a bird colonel in the air force, he, once he found out I was 
going to be at the sack base. He came, flew out and talked to me. He said, listen, don't say anything about what you can do. Don't even mention it. You know, keep quiet about it because there is a program where they are giving drugs like LSD and things like that to people, mushrooms, derivatives to people with abilities to try to heighten their abilities. Oh. And he said, you do not want to go there with that one because he worked for the OSI. Mm -hmm. He said, you don't want to have anything to do with that. I'm like, no, thank you. I do not. So when, what people, when people would come to me for help when I was in the military, it was always on the side, you know, it was never, I lived off base Mm -hmm. and they would, you know, they would call me, they would come over. How interesting. So, I mean, you, you have had these abilities, obviously your whole life. When you, when you look back into childhood and you mentioned that you can communicate uh, with animals as well. How explain that concept to me in terms of is it just as simple as it sounds where you can hear or feel what you know they're trying to communicate? What how does that work? Yeah, for me it's a little bit different. Okay. I have um a friend who is an animal communicator. Okay. And she gets like feelings and visions, and I get Mine is different. It's like I'm sitting down and I'm talking to you. At first, the animal is kind of startled and mm-hmm. taken aback by the fact that it can understand you mm-hmm. and that you can understand it. So once they feel comfortable with that, then it's like, oh, you know, this is what's wrong. You know, this, this person is like this way or I want more meat. Mm-hmm. Or I don't like sleeping, you know, in my bed. I want to sleep on your bed. You know, that sort of thing. I had um, a case where they called me in for one dog. It says, my wife and I moved up from, the gentleman said, my wife and I moved up from California. Ever since we moved up from California, you know, the dog, and the, the, I can't remember the name of the dog, but he would snap at my wife and bark at her and it's just like like a totally different dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, you know, let me talk to him, see what he has to say. And when I was talking to him, he said that she's unstable. He's like, she's unstable. And I said, what do you mean unstable? She's unstable. And I said, well, what is she doing? And I was like, she's worrying. She's worrying. There's a lot of worry there. There's a lot of stress there. And he's trying to help her to deal with it. And that's how one dog would do it for another. They would, you know, like snap at him, tell him, knock it off, snap out of it. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't realize that that was going on. And so when I turned it back and I talked to her, I said, well, you know, this is what's going on. And she said, you're absolutely right. I am so stressed with the move and trying to get everything done that I've never even thought about it and how it would affect the dogs. So the other dog, they actually had three dogs. The other two dogs were the same, feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. So once I talked to the dog about it and told them, you know, what was going on and that it would be okay, she would work through it, then they never had another incident. So it's just about communicating. When you are having those sort of communications with animals, is it as simple as that where it's just a few 
I mean, is it words? What are you receiving? Mm -hmm. Is it literally words like in the English language that because they hear us talking? So I would assume that they know a language, they know ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's words. It's like I'm talking to you. It's just wow. How exactly the same. It's just like. Yeah, well, you know, this is this and that is that. And how you know. how how deep do they get in terms of their their thinking and their conversations? Is it simplistic things like she's stressed? I want more meat. I like this bed. Uh, um, or, or does it go deeper? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's very simple. Mm-hmm. It's something that you your eye would overlook if we didn't have the ability to do that. Yeah, you know, they're acting out for a reason, and other times. It's because they've been abused prior to this, the owner getting them. Mm-hmm. And they have to work through a lot of the issues that they've had from the abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, I had one, I had more than one customer, client that said, you know, this, I don't know. I think the dog was abused, but I don't know what happened mm-hmm. and I don't know how to help them. So I talked to the dog and found out exactly what had happened. And so I told her, I said, this is what's happened. I said, he was beaten constantly by a man. I said, that's why he's aggressive towards men. I said, he's a, he's insecure. He's afraid that he's going to end up back there. And so we just have to reassure him, talk to him, reassure him, help him to work things through. And that's all you have to do. Once they realize that they're safe, mm-hmm that that's not going to happen to them again, that they're never going back to that situation. You know, it takes them a little while, but they feel much better. And, and pretty soon it's things are much, much better for both of them. When we talk to our, our pets, like I do it all the time. I, I have many yeah. pets and it's just like, Hey, how's it going? You know, like, Hey, how are you? And I'll like, I'll just tell them about my day. Right. Are, are they, are the, and obviously they're attentive. Are they understanding what we're saying? They're understanding the energy okay. behind what you're saying. Like, oh, it was a bad day or I had a great day because the energy changes with uh, with how you feel. Mm-hmm. And they get that energy. They draw that energy in. They can read it. They can experience it and say, oh, he's had a bad day. He needs he needs some lovies or he needs I need to sit quietly with him or he needs a lick. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they understand the energy more than anything, the intention and the energy. I've heard this before from other guests, and I'm curious as to what your take on it is. Are uh, animals uh, psychic? Can they tell without us even saying anything? Because I, I, I have this sometimes. I'm sure most people do. You could just be sitting in the room. The dog may be in the other you know room, but they can see you or know that you're there but they're just laying down if you in your mind or if you kind of if you feel distressed or if you're almost thinking come here come here you know like almost you'd verbally say it but if you kind of do it mentally sometimes mm-hmm. they react sometimes they, they, they seem to know that we are asking them to come here without even a word or a movement to be said are, right. are they that sensitive are they is there a psychic is there i don't know if it's psychic's even the, the right word is it just an ability to sense something that maybe they're, we're not so good at as people. They're much more intuitive okay. than humans are. Uh, they don't have the baggage we have. You know, they don't overthink things. They're yeah. very simplistic. And um, one of the things I learned when I was 
was dead and went to the other side, was that in uh, in the light realm as well as the dark realm, thought becomes reality, and it is the intention behind the thought that gives it power. And as with animals, it is your intention behind the thought. Your intention is, you know, you'll say, come here, you know, in, in your mind, you say telepathically, you say, come here, I love you. Sure. And they can, they can get that energy. They're like, oh, he wants, he loves me. I need to go over there. Mm-hmm. It's more telepathic. People on the other side, you know, the angels and stuff, they think of verbal communication as like the lowest form of communication <laughs> because they communicate telepathically. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, people don't understand that. It's like when I would go on an investigation when I first started doing investigation yeah. or going and helping somebody with a ghost problem or whatever, I would do it all telepathically. I had to learn to speak out loud because I was so used to talking to them telepathically that and people just looking at you like, uh-huh, yeah, what, what? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, oh, i got to say something. Okay, okay. So I would be like the go-between. Okay, this is what they're saying. This is what they want and vice versa. So it's it's much easier to communicate telepathically. Mm-hmm. Animals are much simpler. They are closer to God than we are because, you know, some people will tell you they're without sin. Yeah, it depends upon your definition of sin. Dogs Dogs just are natural. Dogs are instinctive. So they really don't know what sin is or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But people think that animals can only come back as animals. But that's not true. They can, can incarnate as a person. It's can not it, a big deal for them. Can it work both ways? Yeah, it does. Hope you enjoyed this 15-minute preview of one of this week's two brand new episodes of The Grave Talks. To hear the rest and get new episodes every Monday and Tuesday right in your podcast feed, search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe or visit thegravetalks.com.